0: Hello, and welcome to the DBSA Podcast. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books, and I am on my own here in Anaheim, California at the Romance Writers of America National Convention. This year, instead of doing an author video, I'm doing a lot of podcast interviews because I wanted to share with you a sense of who comes to RWA, what they do while they're here, and what they're looking for, and why RWA is something that people make sure they have time and funds for every year. This podcast includes interviews with Daniel Jackson and Beth Kasky from Sourcebooks, with Sarah Morgan, Karina Bliss, J.C. Burton, and some readers and authors, including Patty McDonald, who is an unpublished author who asked if she could sit next to me at breakfast and probably regrets that decision a little bit. I hope you enjoy this glimpse of RWA, and I will be back with more interviews in the coming days. In the meantime, thank you for listening, and thank you to Harlequin for sponsoring the podcast, and now, let's get on with it. So you are Patty McDonald, and you write romantic suspense and also YA. That's correct. Okay, so you're really excited about your YA project. I am. What is it? Tell me about it. I have a a young woman
1: who's
2: been adopted, and as she hits puberty, she finds out she's a werewolf. Her Uh adoptive parents have no idea. That'll be problematic. So, really can't fix that target problem.
0: So basically, why uh, did you buy a gallon of Nair? Oh, no reason. <laughs>
2: you would think that maybe it was a, a, I picked a temporary title called Overbite. And right. of course, we know there are a lot of stories out there uh, since I came in with that title. But basically, the concept they started with was instead of her boobs growing, her canines did. And that's where the overbite It's a lot easier to hide that, though. Teeth are, like, totally easier to hide. Only if you don't talk. Only if you don't talk. That's true. So she has to isolate herself. Well, she just doesn't talk much. She has to control. The the, the canines go in and out.
0: Right. Basically,
2: when she gets excited, they extend. Mm -hmm. And, of course, along with that, what does
0: she get? She gets a terrible lisp. So do you have editor or agent appointments while you're here? I do. Oh, exciting. And
2: uh, you know, I'm not at the point where I'm ready to pursue the, the indie yet. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that at some point I won't. Uh, I think you need to see
0: what's out there before that I definitely decision. think it's important for everybody to explore their options. And one of the things that one of the things that bothers me about a lot of the talk about. One versus the other is that one is, has to be better, and I think that it, for everyone else, it's there. It, there's there's going to be an option that works for them. It could be both. It could be none. It could be one or the other. But there's not just one that's better than the other. It's and not I, a zero-sum game,
2: right? And and I think that there's still a lot of fallout to happen that oh, yes. hasn't occurred from this. And while being on the forefront of the indie might be good, if you come out with something that's not your best
0: product, yes, that's how probably. do you ever
2: uh, retrieve that out of the market mm-hmm. and erase? Any
0: black marks that might come against you. So I think proceeding with caution is a good idea. So this is—is is this your first RWA? Oh no. How many RWA's have you been to? Maybe seven or eight. Wow. So you've been going for I've long time. I've been riding,
2: you know, long time. I, I have two grown daughters now, but there are times in your life when writing gets put on the back burner. Yep. And you know, I, I spent a number of years driving my older daughter to community college. And while I probably should have taken a laptop at the time, you know, it was like little short snippets here and there, but it was too scattered to effectively mm-hmm. keep at it. Mm-hmm. So I let it lapse for a little while, and then I came back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it seems like you keep learning to keep reading.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Even if you're not actively writing, Your Your brain's still working oh, on it. Well, you're being a
0: sponge. You're pulling it. in all
2: the, right. the knowledge.
0: And your brain works on it. It does. Sometimes, slowly. <laughs> yes, I, I often have that feeling when I'm thinking about something that I want to write for the website, like my, um, you know, the old coffee makers that had the little percolator at the top. Right, you right. See the coffee company. The little no. metal. <laughs> right. So I sort of think of that as my brain percolating, and then once once I finally understand what it is that I want to say, what the, the point I want to make is, then I'm going to see the coffee stop jumping up into oh. the top, and I know it's ready. I, I think of it as percolating. I'm just waiting for the time where I get the ready signal. That's. I can understand that. It's like.
2: I remember the first few RWA meetings I went to, the, just the chapter meetings, and sitting there not able to take in all the information. Mm-hmm. Maybe a year later, you hear someone talking on a similar subject, and that light bulb finally light comes can on. And you understand. And then further on, down the way, you know, it's automatic. It's
0: just percolating
2: as soon as you put your totally, fingers on the totally keyboard. Totally, totally is, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's cool. So, so what piece of advice would you have for someone who's thinking about, do I want to go to RWA? Because you've been seven times, mm-hmm. you said? said? Maybe seven. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the
2: things is not to overwhelm yourself. Be sure to take breaks. Uh, Very good. One, of the, Very good one of the things that I absolutely love about RWA is the welcoming that you get. Uh, I recently moved to Texas from California. Bless And your I heart. walked in. <laughs> and, oh, wow, I, I, I love my sisters there. But I walked him to um, our Lone Star Conference there. That was the first meeting I attended. Heard that is a really good conference. It is a wonderful conference. We've got it. We'll I mean, give it a plug. Yay, October 13th and 14th. And is that in Sugarland? That is not in Sugarland. That will be in Houston. It's near the um, IAH, the airport. Main nice. Airport and uh, I walked in there knowing no one, and I walked out. With a bunch of new friends. Uh, I felt so welcomed. It the only thing it reminded me of was going back, say, to a college reunion, people you hadn't seen in a long time and you just felt like you belonged. Yes, I know. Mean and exactly that was what you the feeling that I got with that. It was wonderful.
0: I often think that among romance readers and writers that the genre is almost a common language. And that once you are are aware of it, you know of so many different things in common that you have with someone else who's a romance reader. So now that you know that everyone in the room is pretty much likely to be a romance reader or writer, you have things that you can talk about to get to know someone beyond where you're from and what do you do. Because we know mostly what they do. They either read or write or are involved in publishing that's true and where they're from is always interesting but then i've noticed when you sit in the lobby you'll see two people talk and then it'll be four and then it'll be eight and then it'll that's be like true. 2 hours later there's like eight <laughs> empty martini glasses and about 15 people all talking about books and yes. then the things that they want to read or write and it's an amazingly powerful common language and it also oh, lets okay. you walk up to somebody and say are you here for the conference exactly what which you, is which what is, i did to you which is what you did to me which is awesome ago. So I'm here with Danielle Jackson. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and tell me your last name. Pelkey. Beth Pelkey. Beth Pelkey, and they are publicists for sourcebooks, and I'm going to ask them lots of nosy questions. <laughs> so how full are your schedules at RWA this year?
4: Very full. Okay. We're pretty busy. We do have. We try to leave little windows so we can like check our email, so our inboxes don't completely explode. Yeah, inbox explosion. So yeah. It's okay. At RWA, but I say we have like breakfast and lunch meetings. Almost every day, and a dinner meeting almost every. There are a couple of there are two days where we don't have dinner meetings, so we can just have like silent dinners. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, when I did my schedule, I blocked
0: off time where I could go in my room and hide. Yes. Because I can't take being around big crowds before I start to feel exhausted. Yeah. So, what are your sort of responsibilities when you come to a conference as publicists? What are some of the things that you have to do while you're here? Like, what are your goals for your time at RWA? So it's not to attend sessions on craft.
4: No. (laughs) We do go to... We'll go to some marketing and PR sessions and just kind of see what a lot of people are saying... What's always interesting, at least for us as in-house publicists, it always seems like people think that in-house publicists don't do very much, which is total horse crap. Right. So you know, so I, I personally like to go. We try to make sure that at least every author who attends RWA meets with at least one source books person. So you there's feel a lot like of they are so receiving some attention. Yeah. So they meet with someone. So whether it's their editor or it's Beth or I, one of their publicists or or Dominique is here. You know, anyone. So everyone meets with someone from Sourcebooks so they can voice any concerns. You know, that's like usually the first thing I ask, do you have any questions or concerns? And you know, it it makes a difference when it's face-to-face rather than over email or the phone. Um, So that's a big chunk of our time. And then the final, it worked out this year where our spotlight and our signing are both on the same day on Saturday. Oh, so that's really handy. Saturday morning we have the spotlight and everyone who comes there, we tell, we have our signing, you know, this afternoon at three o'clock. And so Beth and I go and we get the room set up for the signing or for the spotlight. And then later in the day, we also like, I, we kind of run the signing Yeah. and we make sure our authors are all there. They have books out and we're in constant motion the whole time. Um, so yeah, Saturday is like the big source books day, yes. um, which is a lot of fun.
5: Yeah, um, it's nice because I'm meeting with a couple debut authors, which is nice to see them face-to-face, so, you know, it just... Makes the process a little lot easier when you see them first before all the madness starts and you can explain what's gonna happen. Here's the sequence of events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, it also helps, I think,
0: when you're doing something that's a little intimidating, like publicity, to have actually met the person you're corresponding with. Mm-hmm. It can also help sort of alleviate some misunderstandings yes. that happen in email because yeah. you've already met this person. Mm-hmm. You kind of have a face and a voice to go mm-hmm. with the email. There's someone you know. It's, yeah. not, like, it's not like you're some some stranger right. who's, you know, and this is one of thirty books you've got to promote this week and you don't really care. You're actually a person who's made the effort to demonstrate that you want to talk to them directly. And
4: I think it helps, yeah, when you meet face-to-face, because I know, like, sometimes... I get accused of not using enough exclamation points for like enthusiasm, and so I think when like someone finally meets me in person, like they kind of understand. Okay, she, she's not upset with me. No. She yeah. really meant that was good without yeah. an exclamation point.
5: Yeah. Um. So I, I don't think that's why helps. exclamation
0: points are so encouraged in They email. really are. I have limited myself to one exclamation point per email. I'm not allowed <laughs> to use more than one because I got myself. I don't know how. I guess it was just reading in the habit of using too many friggin exclamation yeah. points. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what am I six?
4: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have, like unicorns yeah. and Lisa Frank stationery yeah. in my yeah. email now. Yeah. Oh, come on,
5: Periods I do are fine. use
4: emoticons though, probably more than
0: I should. Yeah. I use a lot of
4: smiley faces. Well,
0: which I don't mean, need to. I feel
5: like those, those.
0: I think those help to communicate tone. I do though, yeah. Especially because I'm very sarcastic and yeah. dry. I have sometimes I have to say
4: sarcasm here in sarcasm
5: here. Right, <laughs> yeah. I just don't think
4: I'm being literal. Yeah. So yeah, I think that. That. But yeah, well, face-to-face yeah. meetings are really awesome.
5: Yeah, and this is my first RWa. So. Oh, oh get ready. I know. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's some workshops that I'm looking forward to. Like, mm-hmm. I work on women's fiction and romance, mm-hmm. so there's a session about blurring the lines between women's fiction and romance. I think will be that'll beneficial. be awesome. The Rita Awards I'm looking forward to, and our author I'm dinner. I'm very
0: looking forward to the Rita Awards mm-hmm. this year. I want to do like a lot of uh, red carpet camera. Oh, that so we'll take pictures and the gowns. One author just told me, yeah, but if you take a picture of our gowns and post them, then we can't wear that gown again. <laughs>
5: <laughs> like, Oh, good point. Of <laughs> course yes, you can, though. But
4: I'm excited that Nora Roberts is here. Yes. Because I that's how I used to steal my mom's Nora Roberts romance novels to read them. Did you know
0: in the, the car that brought me to the hotel, the guy was asking what he would in town for, what conference, and I was explaining, and he goes, Wait, is Nora Roberts gonna be there? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, yeah, she is and he's like, Oh, I love her books. Oh, that's I amazing. love her books. I had one in the car like yesterday. I was reading I love her books. She's great. That's so awesome. And then he's quiet for second, he goes. It's romance? It like, yeah, is yeah. totally <laughs> romance, dude. It's romantic suspense <laughs> if you're reading the hardcovers. But he didn't look like the kind we read in the bridal trilogy or the Hotel. Yeah. Like, like he was reading like, the suspense hardcovers. I'm yeah. like, That's romantic suspense, but it's romance.
4: I can't remember if I told you the story, but at, when RWA was in DC, my brother went to the Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. And so he was at school and he was able to get leave. And so he came and stayed the night one night um, just to, like get out. And it was actually. I didn't go to the Ritas, but we because we went and saw Harry Potter because the fifth Harry Potter movie had come out. Right. So like we went to the movies, but we're going down to the movies. The Ritas had just ended, and like off the elevator comes Nora Roberts, and she had just won I think for tribute for I think novel with romantic elements. So she's got the Rita statue. She's in a gown. My brother was like, "Who's that lady?" <laughs> and I was like, "That was Nora Roberts." Like I'm like starstruck because apparently she's been on my floor the entire time. I had no idea. And she was like, he was like Nora Roberts. He's like that lady mom has like eighty-five million books by. I was like, yes, that's Nora Roberts. He was like, she's kind of (laughs) hot. So I had like my twenty-year-old brother telling me that Nora Roberts was really attractive. She's kind of hot. Yeah. (laughs) So it was amazing.
0: What are the sorts of things that you look forward to at RWA when you come to RWA? What are the things that you, like, look forward to? What are the things that you're like, all right, this is going to be awesome? Because sometimes I look at RWA and I'm really excited. And
4: sometimes I look at my calendar and I think, I need to nap. Yeah.
5: <laughs> what did I do to myself? Yeah.
4: I think... One thing that we do every year is we take all of the source books authors out to dinner mm-hmm. and we always go some we always pick somewhere that's a little bit further away from the hotel and yep. we take them there yep. in either limos or like this year because we have so many people we have like a giant limo bus that should hopefully be awesome on the inside nice. it looks pretty from the pictures um and we're going, we're going to Newport Beach, so we're going to eat on the on the water oh, that's and have, like, fresh seafood, and, like, it should be a lot of fun. So that, and that's always fun, because everyone's all together, and everyone gets to know one another. You know, I think what's cool about Source authors is they all know one another in some respect, and they kind of all get behind one another. Like, so on Twitter or on Facebook, they're always, yeah. like, retweeting interacting and interacting. And I swear, it's like a family, nice. which is yeah. nice. <laughs> that, that's, like, my favorite thing.
5: Yeah. Well, since this is my first late looking forward to that yeah. Yeah. and just... I just hear it's so much different than RT so I'm interested to see the differences it's very
0: different from RT yeah. very different a um, lot less corsets very little mansions <laughs> the other thing is make sure you build time or you're, you're expecting if you have free time and you're in the lobby or you're downstairs you're going to run into five different people that you want to talk with for a few minutes and that's okay that's part of why you're yeah. here and if you schedule yourself so tightly that you can't enjoy those little pockets it's really stressful it's like I really want to talk to you but I have to go by yeah. it's
4: right. actually right.
0: kind of cool to be like <gasps> I never see you. I talk to you every day. Because that's yes. that's what happens in our way. You're seeing in person the people that you talk to
5: online yes. all day. Yeah. Down. Just last night when we were sitting out there, people are saying, I know each other, they are just seen face-to-face for the face first yes. time. But they act like they know each other. They've yeah. been yeah. talking years. online they, for a year. So
0: is there anything else you want to add about source books for the podcast? Anything you're really excited that you want to mention that's like, dude, this book's going to be wicked awesome? Oh, I know you mentioned
4: the Susanna Kearsley book. Yeah, it's we high have... High. Susanna mm-hmm. hears it well. The next next spring, we do have another one in the fall. October, we have Shadowy
5: Horses, which is the fan favorite. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, Shadowy Horses. The Shadowy oh. Horses. Everyone who's read Susanna is like my favorite is Shadowy Horses. See, well,
4: in September we have a book called Kiss of Steel by Beck McMaster. Master. She's a debut. She's actually from Australia. It's a steampunk kind of. Steampunk doesn't overwhelm the story, which I really like. But it takes place in Victorian London. Um, And it's kind of the aristocracy, they all kind of get infected with this virus that eventually turns them into a vampire. Oh, my. And so, like, the vampire folklore is actually really cleverly done, where it's not just like, okay, you got bitten, it's a vampire. Like, it's this virus. And so the aristocracy, they call themselves blue bloods. and, And they all inbreed. And they all inbreed. So it's kind of like this mark of, you know, like, this is how you're supposed to be. So we've got a cool... Victorian debut from Pamela Sherwood called *Walter the Stranger*. Um, it's Victorian, and this girl, she's a twin sister, and but she, so her the one sister, the heroine has a deformity, like she was in an accident, so she has a limp and she has a scar on her face, and she's out, you know, she's at a ball, and her twin sister is like, you know, totally everyone's in love with her, everyone thinks she's great, so she's going to get a suitor, but you know. She used to be beautiful, so she's very insecure. So she's, like, off on the terrace by herself, and this guy comes out to get some air, and they start talking, and he asks her to dance, and they have this one dance. And so, you know, she, she ends up leaving to go to bath to get some fresh air and to recuperate for the rest of the season. I think it's actually longer than that. It's like a year yeah, or something. Year. And, she and she comes back, and he's engaged to her sister and so it's kind of like how they deal with that because it awakens she all these feelings yeah and she loves her sister her sister would never do anything mean to her but no one knew about that dance that they shared that she's been thinking about him this whole time she's away he might have been thinking about right. it. right you don't know and you know, she gets better like her limp isn't as is severe and you know she just looks completely different and she kind of owns who she is I think that's important too is that even though she has a scar and she has this limp she kind of she comes into her self. own yeah, yeah.
0: I'm here with Sarah Morgan. She writes Harlequin Presents. And Mills and Boone? Medicals, no? No, not, medicals. not so much at the moment. No, just, just, the, just, just, just presents. the presents. Taking all okay. my time. Damn those alpha billionaires.
6: Man, pain's in the ass. Okay, so you're nominated for a reader. That's right. And you're in really, really tough competition I here. I am in tough competition, very tough competition. Did you read any of the other books? Yes. Which one's a very roll? tough competition. Are you gonna to go to any sessions at RWA? Are there any sessions that you really want to attend? Actually I am planning to go to a couple of sessions, but so often that you're when you're meeting editors and agents and it's the first time that you've managed to get together with colleagues for such a long time, right, right, right. you actually find that your schedule is so full that sometimes the one thing that you really want to go to clashes with the thing you have to go to. Of course. So then you find that you're not actually going to any sessions at all. But this year I am determined to go to a session, if only to say I've been to a session.
0: Have you ever have you ever convinced somebody to read a Harlequin Presents
5: that,
6: that like, you didn't think they would want to, and then you could convince them to read one? Yeah, my friends yeah. Who, wonder, who are curious about what I write will read one. Yeah. And then I get the usual comment of... This is really good. You should write a proper book one day. <laughs> Thank you. I bless get that your heart. heart. All the time. Yes. Well, bless uh, your heart, people. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get that all the time. You
1: should, you should write so a book. Why aren't you?
6: Why aren't you writing a proper oh, book? A proper so book. I just take it as a compliment. And I think, well, if you think it's that good, then that's great. But this is a proper book. <laughs> because the other thing you get is, oh yes, I'm going to write one of those when I get a minute. Bite me. When I get a minute. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I just. What I actually mm. do is I write my books with one hand while I'm washing yeah. the dishes with the other. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm.
6: So how long does it take you to write a book? Have you plotted out how long it takes? Mm.
0: It's so you valuable. write Do you write
6: four a year? But anything from yeah, four. I have done six when I was doing medicals as well. Now I'm doing just presents. It's slightly slower. They're very intense. So there's a lot of angst. Yes, yeah, a lot of angst slightly more difficult I think to craft than perhaps a medical. Well I find it more difficult. I think it's all very personal. It depends from author to author doesn't it? Do you miss writing medicals? Mm -hmm. I like the contemporary feel but it's nice to have a change as well. I've done a lot of medicals. Um, I've written 35 medicals so it's nice to have a change.
7: Listen, just one qualification. Yes, i It's I'm rubbish. I don't feel compelled to use it. Oh, I doubt it. Because holding. I may not have a lot to say. Actually. You might not have so a lot to say? Just because, yeah, I know, it's extraordinary. I'm really nosy and I have ways of making <laughs> oh, you talk. Okay, fine. <laughs> I remember I'm an ex journalist, too, so Yeah. I'm not used to You're a former a a journalist. Question. I'm going
0: gonna, I'm gonna to grill you. Get ready. So I'm here with Karina Bliss. Yay. Who's here from New Zealand. Now, you flew yesterday for, was it 14 hours?
7: Twelve and a half. Twelve, 12 and, a and a half, half hours of direct flight.
0: That's not Isn't bad. It? That's That's like, bad. Like it's like like eight fine. books, right? You can read eight <laughs> books. Or
7: right? Do you know what I read on Alini Singh's blog <laughs> before I got on the plane that she was taking her laptop to review a novella, <laughs> and uh, and I just had a book. <laughs> so I thought now I know why really? she's, she's on the New York book. Times bestseller list. She's, she's working on a book. Knows on how plane. to work. Yeah.
0: What do you come to RWA for? Like, what, what brings you to this conference? Because it's a big-ass flight
7: you got to do. Uh, I try and come every three years, and it's usually touch base with my editor, touch base with my agent. Right. Okay. And hopefully get inspiration for the work. Yeah. Because most of the time you're sitting by yourself. Right. And you're not – so being among your peers is yes. something that, you know, you get re-enthused really – you can use the same shorthand with people they all know what you're talking about when it's you're talking about story arc and dark moments and so that's in your personal life before yes. you even get to the actual book <laughs> in terms of writing the book <laughs> yes, I've been there at that time oh my god I've been there And yeah, you're basically with a bunch of other paranoid people who you spend a lot of time totally get what you do and why you do it and that you're living in an alternative world and don't have much conversation. So are you
0: working on a book right
7: now? I am. I'm finishing the uh, fourth book in an SAS Hero series. And whose book is next? This book is uh, Lee's book. And that's kind of interesting because he's He's not dead. Yeah. When He's I not dead. Wrote the first book. I had no intention of bringing him back, and I was hunting for a name, and I just grabbed one of my husband's co-workers, Lee. So now I'm stuck with a hero <laughs> but I really have no. I have no relationship with the name. I have poured over books. I haven't sort of, you know envis- <laughs> envisaged him at all. So, um, but what I wanted, I always knew I was going to write a book for the, his heroine. You know, she was always a character. She's bereaved. His bereaved fiance, um, Jules, I right? That the, yeah, Jules. And I think right? that the guys would get together to find her right. a replacement would be right. kind of one of those cute stories because they would take care of her and they would take care of her but i couldn't find a man i couldn't come up with a hero that was actually as good as they were or was deserving of her and i always wanted to write it back to a good story so it's a little tricky well i had a hint though because when they when,
0: when one of the one of the books i think it was the the most recent one said that all that they found of him was like a thumb or something, or a, yes. or a shoe. I was yeah. like, and he was thrown
7: oh. out of the yeah. vehicle. Right? If he, if there's no body oh. in soap opera world, he ain't dead. Indeed. <laughs> but you it know? was difficult because I did come across a very interesting character, a doctor, an American doctor who helps writers yeah. with medical problems. And he right. did tell me, and it was an issue that you know, if you're a serviceman, um, they will do DNA testing. Yes. Regardless, and you actually don't need much of a human body. Of a sample to get, it, DNA, yeah, to get yeah, DNA. Yeah, you can get DNA so. of like one hair. But the, the fortunate thing about writing in New Zealand settings is that we have a little bit more leeway. Yes. In what's done and not done, or the reader is more that likely was, to give you the benefit of the doubt. They don't know how it works down there. That was
0: one of the discussion points at the, at the, for the last book, because of the twist at the end, which I don't want to give away, that you know the hero of that book would never
7: have been able to... It um, would have been court-martialed for what had happened. Yes, but in my mind, he never knew. Uh, his CO did know. Yeah. But it was again one of those black, uh, those um, grey areas. Right. Like where he, you, would you would make not a moral have been choice. to prove. And the interesting thing is because I've had the, I found that a really interesting point, particularly because it, I think the comment came from a military. Yes, a military wife. A military wife. It's kind of um, scary. When how I talk much about it they know it, it too. There was a lot of a mo- there was a wow. lot of a moral dimension to that, and some people will say, yes, oh. I would absolutely go along with it, and others would say no absolutely I would not and yes it, would, it deserves a court martial in my mind it did not
0: <laughs> the The most turning my phone off beg your pardon the, the most poignant part of that book for me was when all of his when all of the people who were in his group finally learned the full story of what had happened and their first response was oh dude and they were like holding yeah. him like like I can't believe you did that and you didn't tell us and, and, and they weren't like repulsed
7: or reviled they were all like no that's what we would have done well, I do think that, you know, military people. They are dealing with life and death. Yes, and there they are have a very going to be black and white answers. Obviously, they are in a structure that is black and white, yes. and that's the public impression. But I'm sure privately, you know, that they'd be making moral dilemma yes. choices all the time. So when is, does does back from the Deadly's book? Come <laughs> back out? from the dead? My yes. back from the dead? Fake amnesia book? Hey, why just have one? Wait, why just have Thank you, back from the dead. If family, there's a secret you baby, you win bingo. No. <laughs> no. secret baby. I'm not very good on secret baby books. Actually, I have no, that has no appeal. But, uh, I don't know how you hide it. Like, how do you keep it a secret? I'm <laughs> that's sure that's One of the fun things about category, though, is that can do you crazy. can have a preposterous and oh, fun hook. The crunchier the hook, the better.
0: Oh, and, crazy um, sauce
7: books are my favorite. But the interesting thing about super romances is you can have that hook, but then you actually have to make it as real as possible. It yes. has to be believable. You have to keep the reader in the book and in the story, whereas some of the shorter lines, the fantasy aspect is allowed to carry right, through.
0: Right, and it can be completely over-the-top crazy. Yes. And then that's part of it. Yes. I've started to sort of shorthand the different lines for people. Like, Harlequin Presents is incredible angst and alpha heroes and very innocent heroines set outside of the United States. And, Har- and Harlequin Desire is that same set of tropes in the United States. Oh. And then super romance is, is going to rip your heart out and hand it to you, most likely. Yes. There's a lot of grief and and big life change and painful things. And I'm very selective about what supers I read because there's some things that just make me cry and I don't ever get to satisfy the happy ending. See, I don't like ending. crying as a reader. Uh, I don't like crying either, but the, the super romance line is sort of like, okay, there's going to be really incredible emotion in here, and it's going to, and, and in the hands of a good writer, you get this incredible
7: amount of emotion that, that you work through with the story. I think there's a lot of diversity in the line, yeah. too. Yes. I think the authors have a lot of individual freedom. You know, if you want to have a comic voice or you've got intrigue or you're yes. doing a small town yes. romance or even a city, some sort of city office work.
0: And with the increased word count, you get a more immersion of the, where the book is set. Like, I yes. feel like I've learned a lot about New Zealand just reading your books. I've never been there. Oh, good. But I feel like I understand a little bit of what news, what makes New Zealand unique and, and, like, some of the words that you incorporate into the books that are tu- the true. They're truly
7: Kiwi words. Like, no one else uses them. Like, the word for beach house. So nobody says that. I'm sorry that I didn't actually... Pre- I meant to put a pronunciation in the front of the book, which Right. is batch. Batch.
0: I, I was thinking, you know, I was like, yeah. you know,
7: Bach. Like yes, I composer, know. Composer, bat, 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 bat. Which sounds good, but you. Yeah. Right. I figured it was batch, like beach, the same I think sound. You can tell you've had a class good, good education. Yeah, uh, Automatically <laughs> defaulting to Bach. Yeah, I like Bach. <laughs>
0: all of the, see what, see, what this means though is that all of the Kiwi beach houses have a very baroque exterior. They're all very large and made of marble and they all have organs. Wouldn't that be nice? With big powdered I wig men, you know, playing the organ in each one. Oh, yes. I like the sound I have of a eggs. great, I have yeah. a great
7: mental image of Kiwis. <laughs> That's right. So, how many RWAs have you been to? Oh, I've probably been to about four. Actually, my first one was in Reno, and I won a Golden Heart for um, my first uh, manuscript, *Venus Rising*, which was actually my third manuscript. Wow! So, and that was really exciting. And I thought, my God, I'm I'm about to to launch. (laughs) Getting published in hindsight was an easy part <laughs> yes, yes building wasn't. your name
0: is, is much harder yeah. although I, I honestly think that when people start naming Harlequin authors that they recommend I almost always hear your name yeah. so oh you're doing a good job of building it I have not. to say
7: um, Bliss is a, good, is a good surname for a romance yes writer. it's a very good romance name yeah, my very family, family did well there
0: so that's your actual name
7: it is yes it, it would actually be a little bit twee I wouldn't it if it wasn't my real name oh well, I don't know it's not like a little bit tri-hard if it, a, if it was a pseudonym. I know. Here's Karina's sexy pants. Yeah, actually, I kind of really like that, too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, when you branch out into erotica, that's the thing you can use.
7: Yeah, well, actually, someone did say that, you know... The name White it has to be a romance author or porn star. Yes, <laughs> that is a great porn star. So,
0: have there has there been anyone at RWA that you've like been totally excited to meet, like just yes, I'm, I'm
7: hanging out to meet de Bourne, the historical romance writer. Oh, she was in the lobby. Oh, was she? She's. I'm a, a bit of a fangirl of hers. Oh, I, she's I, awesome. I also love um, Susan Elizabeth, Phillips, Robin Carr. Yes, um, actually, quite a range, really. You're meeting all a the lot nice of people there. Are they? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're meeting good. all the nice people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, if there are a lot of authors here I'd love to go and have a chat to. Well, the nice book.
0: thing about, about yeah. romance writers is I think that when you get, show up at a conference like this, it's like, okay, finally I'm among my people.
7: Yes, and everyone's very approachable and very friendly. Yes. It doesn't matter whether, you know... It's the first conference as an unpublished writer, or they've been on the New York Times bestsellers list for 20 years. Yeah, they'll all be at the bar. You can go up to anyone and have a chat. Yeah, exactly. We'll all be at the bar. We're all at the bar. Let's go <laughs> to Starbucks, or then we're at the bar.
0: And our final piece of the podcast today me grabbing three people on their way into the literacy signing on Wednesday night and asking them if they'd like to be interviewed. Fortunately for me, they
7: did.
8: I'm Jennifer Probst. Hello. Hello. And I am looking very forward to seeing one of my all-time favorite authors, Susan Elizabeth Phillips. She is Jeez. one of my all-time faves. I've been waiting for her new book, The Great Escape. I've been waiting for her to sign for me. And I'm kind of like a fan stalker. Uh, the last RWA conference, I saw her in the airport bathroom. <laughs> And I washed good. my hands next to her the whole time going, oh my God, oh my God, should I say something? It's Susan Elizabeth Phillips. And I looked up and I said, did you have a good conference? <laughs> and she said, yes, I did. Did you? And I said, yes, I did. And then I walked out and I told my girlfriend that I got this close to her and she talked to me in the bathroom. <gasps> so I think she's amazing. She's an absolutely amazing author. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
3: All
8: right. That's my you? stalker story. <laughs> what about
3: you, ma'am? Um, What's your name? I'm Abby Wilder. That's my pseudonym. Your real name is like Humperdinck poker No. <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to seeing Susan Elizabeth Phillips, but I also want to see um, J.C. Burton. I read one of her play-by series. Which and one? The first
0: one. Oh, with the seriously hot cover with Yeah. The- well, that's what attracted me first sweaty, to the story. Sweaty dripping chest yes. and a football. And actually, I
3: never read her before the the first one. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. So
3: yes, and I'm um, into the second one, so hopefully she has a third one here. If she doesn't, I'm going to cry. But anyway. She's awesome. Yes, she is. Super awesome. Um, but what I do you want to know what we most look forward to at RWA, mm-hmm. to be totally honest? Totally honest. Being with my friends. Seriously. We were just talking Makes about this. Makes perfect sense to yes. me. I've met a lot of great people through RWA conferences, and um, I made a lot of great friendships that I don't, you know, I'm very happy about them. It's so kind of like
0: being with the tribe. Yes, that's it. Oh, like you yeah. show up going and everyone back with your tribe. And Same language. Yes. language. And everyone yep. and everyone understands. Yes. You, everybody knows what good book noise is. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes it, everyone knows that. Or if you're talking that. about
8: a character you and your husband looks at you like you've got three heads. Nobody <laughs> here is going to do that. No, they all like brainstorm with you. And if you out. bring up
0: dark moment, people are going to be like, in your real life or their life? Yeah. Or their lives. Oh, I totally understand.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So well done. Yeah. So that's,
0: that's exactly what I'm happy I think that's yeah. awesome. That's, yeah. I mean, I have the same thing. Like, There's people that I only see at conferences. Exactly. And, and, and it's like, you know, I'm going to go to Target, and I should see you. You should be my neighbors. I should, right. to, I should run into you in the grocery store. No, I run into you at RWA or romantic Times. And it's so only once you. a year. It's once a year. I think what yeah. um,
3: yeah. refills well, because we really need that creatively. So.
0: Yeah, and you need it creatively, and you need to be with people. Because a lot of people who read romance and don't have people in their lives that they can talk to about it without getting, oh, those books. <gasps> yes. Especially
3: at work. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're passing around Fifty Shades of Grey like it's um, War and Peace or something like that. Oh, my God. It's, like it's a
0: great novel I'm like, you're kidding, right? Oh, <laughs> I know. And, and, and I just want to be like, okay, look, I'm so awesomely happy that you like this. Come over here and let me just feed exactly. your crack really Oh, yeah. No We've saying. got exactly. a whole list
8: for you. Yeah, we exactly. can have yes. yes. But I don't
0: read those books. Well, yes, yes, you do, actually. <laughs> Sorry to inform you, but you do. <laughs> Surprise. What about you? Who are you looking forward well, to? Well, I mean, I'm, there's who a lot of them, Tell but I'm
9: Amy Carson. Hi, Amy Carson. Uh,
0: that I is both
9: my real t- name and my pen name. You go, girl.
0: <laughs> I have made that mistake, So Though I changed nope. the spelling of
9: the name Amy. Don't ask me why. So, other than that, it's the same. So, I mean, there are a lot of ones I want to look, but really, Courtney Milan, for several different oh, yeah. reasons. Oh. Good
8: choice. Um,
9: mainly because, well, I love her, I love her books. Um, I really like the novellas she put out, and I really respect her for putting it out doing self-pub and I remember I think I forget which RWA is but she came out and she had made the New York Times bestsellers list on that and that really excited me and then last year I also went to a a a talk that she gave that um, I was having a really hard time in my writing career at that time and she just said something that really resonated with me and um, she said, "You don't have to love every book that you write." Because I was on book three, and struggling, and drowning, and thinking, "Oh my God, how I the suck. hell am I going to get out of this?" I suck. Yes, and, I know that. And feeling. she was like, "You don't have to love every book." You told me. You know that? that? Yeah, book. I do. I and know I that was like, true." And I came up to her after she said, and "She must have thought crazy stalker, right?" I stalked her through as <laughs> she's going through. I'm like. You said exactly what I needed to hear, mm-hmm. and so that was it. Yes. And I just think it's not impossible to get the same kind of high from every book that you write. No. And I think that no. that was that was the hardest thing that I yeah. was having. To admit it. One was great, two felt great, and then I was like, three feels like it's yes. killing me. Yes. And so, yeah. but I had to finish it. Mm-hmm. That's the business. Yeah. That's part the contract, of the business. And
0: yes. You gotta do the thing. And, and you do the best yeah. you can, but it, right. it may not be yeah. awesome.
8: no. the best book each time. Yeah.
0: So I'm here with J.C. Burton. J.C., how many books do you have?
1: Um. None.
0: So you got a lot of flat beefcake and no
1: books. I do. Hell yeah. Yeah. Is, is it cool to sell out? It is cool to sell out, but at the same time, I feel kind of sad because a lot of people have come by really disappointed that
0: you didn't get a book.
8: That
1: they didn't get but a book. You do
0: have ample sweaty beefcake.
1: I have lots of sweaty beefcake to hand out to people as a consolation prize. You
0: have a lot of serious beefcake here. Now this guy playing to win. He kind of looks like Jesse Metcalf.
1: Okay, the, I'll the, take that.
0: The beefcake from... Uh, from uh, Dallas? Yes, beefcake. Well now he used to, be, used to be Desperate Housewives. Now he's cake from Dallas. And I know that's Jed Hill.
1: And that's really? Jed Hill, too. That's Jed Hill, too? Yeah, Jed Hill is on the perfect play and playing to win.
0: It's really too bad that he's a douche on Twitter. I know. <laughs> he's such a douche on Twitter. really is. Okay, so what's one thing you really want to tell people about RWA? Who aren't here, like, who are thinking maybe they should come. Who should come to RWA?
1: You know, what's really funny because I was just out in the hall talking to my husband and I said one of the best things about RWA is how rejuvenating it is. I mean, it's exhausting, yes, but it's also so rejuvenating as a writer because it makes me want to go home and write because it reminds me why I do this.
0: That's very cool. And, I, and I was, when I was talking to the women who were coming in earlier, one of them was so super excited to, to meet you. They were saying that being here is like... you. You're, you're already among friends, even though you haven't met them all yet, you know by the end you'll have a good conversation with just about everybody. Yes. You don't usually get that kind of self-assurance walking into a place, so it's really cool to know you're sort of among like-minded people who want the same thing. Yeah. You all want a good
1: book, either read it or write it or edit it or publish it. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're in a you know a big room like this literacy signing or if you're in the elevator. Yeah. You can have you can you know start a great conversation totally. about our industry, about you know what book did you like? You know, it doesn't matter. You can have a great conversation no matter where you're at. Yes. In the lunch line.
0: Yeah. Especially Just the lunch line, My line
9: for the ladies. Room. The line for the la- in the ladies room. In the ladies room. I've done yeah.
1: That. <laughs>
0: that was day one at rwa coming up soon i'll have podcasts from day two my goal is to interview as many different people who are here as i can to give you a sense of why people come to rwa and what they do while they're here it is a very busy four days but it's also a lot of fun and i hope you're you're getting a sense of how how entertaining and interesting it is and also how nice it is to be around people who who understand what romance is Thank you to Harlequin for sponsoring the podcast. And if you have questions or things you'd like me to try to find out while I'm here, please feel free to email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com or sarah, that's with an H, at smartbitches, trashybooks.com. I will be doing additional recordings. And if there's someone you want me to track down and ask a question of, I can certainly try to do that. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. And I hope you are having the very best of reading.